Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let Go and Let God. Let go and let God always let him lead. Whatever faces us, he is all we need. Let go and let God show us the way through. Unburden our load, let go and let God. You're listening to Let Go and Let God. I'm your host, Art Siriano. Each week, I begin the program with a word about prayer, because when we choose to live a Christian life, we soon learn and understand that there is nothing more important than prayer. It is through prayer that we get to speak directly with Jesus as often as we wish, whenever we want, and about anything on our minds. From talking to Jesus, we build a relationship with Him, one that becomes strong and continues to grow. Eventually, through that relationship, we learn how to let go and let God, meaning we let Him handle all our troubles and woes, allowing us to live a life full of peace and contentment. This is something I never knew or understood for too many years, which is why back then I had very little faith. Thankfully today, that is no longer the case. So if you're struggling with your faith, have doubts or lack faith, please keep listening because together we'll get you to a better place. On our last show, we spoke about the need for family and the role our families play in our lives, both our human family and our spiritual family. Today, we will speak about something that many people, including myself, see as a big problem, and that is the obsession for wealth. It seems that all we hear and read about today are the wealthiest people in the world. Imagine that 50 years ago, we could count those that were billionaires on one hand. Today, there are over 3,300 billionaires, with over 700 of them in the United States, with Elon Musk in the lead. 50 years ago, there were 180,000 millionaires in the United States, whereas today, there are over 22 million. We can certainly understand how our world has changed in the last 50 years with so much technology, things to buy and things to want, and we can accept the fact that today to keep up with all the desires we have, we have to achieve a higher household income, which in most cases is accomplished by both spouses working. Now let me be clear, there is nothing wrong with making a good living. We do need to provide for ourselves and that means being able to support ourselves. But how much money is enough? In the Bible it says, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. What we are told in this Bible verse is that when money becomes so important, it takes us away from our faith and, of course, our Lord. What I think is truly sad is the number of wealthy people that have everything anyone could ever imagine, and yet they are unhappy. The number of divorces for the wealthy greatly exceeds anyone else. So many of them get involved with deadly drugs because they're so bored due to their wealth they have nothing to keep them focused on to lead a productive life, and certainly not a Christian one. And yes, there are those few who manage to get involved with charities and can maintain a relatively normal family life, but those few make up a very small list. 
No, today we read about who has not just bought a new yacht, but the biggest yacht, the largest private jet, and the most expensive mansions. Yet we see so many people in the world starving, with no place to live, and with very little hope of things getting better. When the love for money becomes more important than anything or anyone, it is not being Christian, and it is not pleasing the Lord. We must look at ourselves for our desire for wealth and learn to put those thoughts behind us. Understanding how the obsession with wealth is bad for our faith is another part of living life as a Christian. As we continue talking more about the obsession for wealth, how does that apply to people making a decent or modest living? Surely we are not the ones who someday will buy that yacht, private jet, or extravagant mansion. That's true, but as Christians, we are obligated to put the needs of others before our own. Now, I'm not suggesting that we do not pay our bills and instead pay our neighbors, but it's the little things. You're walking down the street and see a beggar asking for money. As long as it's safe, give that person something, even a dollar or anything to help them out. There are people earning six-figure salaries who would in church put only $2 in the basket. They can do better. So being generous with whatever money you have is being Christian. The other issue about the obsession for wealth is that just because we ourselves are not the richest people in the world, some of us still salivate over the possibility and spend too much time dreaming of winning the lottery and all the possessions we would buy. Again, this is wrong and this is not being Christian. As Christians, we need to focus on our God and our neighbors and not possessions. The first song I'm going to play today helps put things into perspective. The song is called, You Are The One. The one referred to in the song is, of course, our Lord, for he should be the most significant thing in our lives. In the song verses, we hear how wonderful our Lord is, how he takes care of us and provides for us. Then in the chorus, we hear about the miracle of the Holy Eucharist and how at Mass, we receive the bread and wine, which once consecrated, becomes the body and blood of Jesus, who died for us on the cross. Please listen now to my song, You Are the One. Oh, mm-hmm. 
You're listening to Let Go and Let God with your host, Art Suriano. If you would like to learn more about me, email me your questions, or listen to the music you are hearing on these shows, go to my website at www.artsuriano.com or find me on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, iHeart, or Apple. That's www.artsuriano.com. Talking more about the obsession for wealth, let's look at how that ties into prayer. We are financially strapped and finding it difficult to pay our bills. Well, is it okay to pray to the Lord asking for money? Yes, but it would probably be better to ask for the Lord's help so that we could pay our bills, meaning it might not be in the form of money. We might find ourselves with a better job that pays more or an unexpected inheritance. Remember, the Lord works in mysterious ways and often What we ask for is not what we are granted, but we soon find ourselves in a better place through a series of events no doubt orchestrated by God. But what about when we obsess over wanting something like an expensive car or some other possession above our needs or our means? Is it okay to pray for that? I think you know the answer is no. As Christians, we are expected to be humble people and flaunting extravagant possessions is not part of our Christian faith. In the Bible it says, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5, Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. In this Bible verse, we are told that we should not crave money or obsess over possessions. But be content with whatever we have and know that the Lord our God is there watching over us and protecting us and he will not abandon us. When we pray, we should be thankful for what we have and let the Lord know that. We should be grateful even for the challenges we are given in life for they make us stronger and more often than not bring us to a better place. Yet we are human and we do have those moments when we might dream about that new house new car, or some other desire we have. As long as it is something within our means that serves a good purpose, we can pray for it and ask the Lord to help us find a way to obtain it. But let me be clear. A family has outgrown the home they have. There simply is no room for the husband, wife, and four children. They dream of buying a bigger house, but it would be hard for them to afford one. In this case, it is fine to ask God to intervene. Once again, the outcome may be completely different than what the family was thinking, but it will most likely be better. For example, perhaps a relative who is downsizing and retiring may sell their home at a huge discount to help them. Or perhaps the husband may wind up with a transfer with his job, moving them to a less expensive area, allowing them to purchase the home of their dreams. All these things are possible when we have faith put our trust in Jesus and pray to him regularly. Through prayer, anything is possible. We should pray to Jesus every day, at least once a day. Be thankful and pray for others. Suppose it's your neighbor who is struggling financially and on the verge of losing their home. Can we pray for them to receive money? Yes, but once again, it would be best to pray to Jesus and ask him to intervene because any number of possibilities might happen which will improve their situation. So use the power of prayer wisely and remember, 
It is okay to ask the Lord for anything as long as it is something practical and satisfies a real need. Praying to Jesus regularly is another important part of living life as a Christian. The next song I'm going to play has an important message about our faith. The song is called In Jesus' Name. The message in the song tells us that we should not worry about how others live or judge them for being different from us. We instead should accept others for who they are and worry only about ourselves and how we choose to live, which should be with the Lord in our hearts. In the verses, we hear about those who tend to roll their eyes when they see someone who they don't approve of, perhaps because of their looks or what they are wearing. We hear how we are quick to criticize others and be judgmental. Then in the chorus, how all we should concern ourselves with is to believe in Jesus and to follow His way of life. He loves us all the same in Jesus' name. Please listen now to my song, In Jesus' Name.
You're listening to Let Go and Let God with your host, Art Suriano. If you would like to learn more about me, email me your questions, or listen to the music you are hearing on these shows, go to my website at www.artsuriano.com or find me on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, iHeart, or Apple. That's www.artsuriano.com. According to the church calendar, today is the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. In today's gospel, we find Jesus in the region of Caesarea Philippi when he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Back in those days, many individuals referred to themselves as messiahs, so when asked the question, the disciples said, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But Jesus then asks, but who do you say that I am? Peter said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. This gospel is significant for a couple of reasons. Peter's name was actually Simon, but Jesus from this point forward refers to Simon always as Peter. And this was the beginning of forming the Catholic Church, as Jesus says, Upon this rock, I will build my church. I chose an alternate psalm for today, Psalm 117, Go out and tell the world the good news. The psalm is very different, for it is an upbeat psalm singing the good news of our Lord and praising His name. In composing this psalm, I chose to write alternate lyrics, making it easier to understand and use a contemporary musical style with percussive instruments. Please listen now to my version of Psalm 117. Go out and tell the world the good news.
You're listening to Let Go and Let God with your host, Art Suriano. If you would like to learn more about me, email me your questions, or listen to the music you are hearing on these shows, go to my website at www.artsuriano.com or find me on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, iHeart, or Apple. That's www.artsuriano.com. Each week, we conclude with a special message or story from God's Corner. This is titled, An Empty Chair. A man's daughter had asked the local pastor to come and pray with her father. When the pastor arrived, he found the man lying in bed with his head propped up on two pillows and an empty chair beside his bed. The priest assumed that the old fellow had been informed of his visit. I guess you were expecting me, he said. No, who were you? I'm the new associate at your local church, the pastor replied. When I saw the empty chair, I figured you knew I was going to show up. Oh yeah, the chair, said the bedridden man. Would you mind closing the door? Puzzled, the pastor shut the door. I've never told anyone this, not even my daughter, said the man. But all of my life, I have never known how to pray. At church, I used to hear the pastor talk about prayer, but it always went right over my head. I abandoned any attempt at prayer, the old man continued, until one day about four years ago, my best friend said to me, Joe, prayer is just a simple matter of having a conversation with Jesus. Here's what I suggest. Sit down on a chair, place an empty chair in front of you, and in faith, see Jesus on that chair. It's not spooky because he promised, I'll be with you always. Then just speak to him and listen in the same way you're doing with me right now. So I tried it and I've liked it so much that I do it a couple of hours every day. I'm careful though. If my daughter saw me talking to an empty chair, she'd either have a nervous breakdown or send me off to the funny farm. The pastor was deeply moved by the story and encouraged the old guy to continue on the journey. Then he prayed with him and returned to the church. Two nights later, the daughter called to tell the pastor that her daddy had died that afternoon. Did he seem to die in peace, he asked. Yes, when I left the house around two o'clock, he called me over to his bedside, told me one of his corny jokes, and kissed me on the cheek. When I got back from the store an hour later, I found him dead. But there was something strange, in fact, beyond strange, kind of weird. Apparently, just before daddy died, he leaned over and rested his head on a chair beside the bed. Well, that's all the time we have today on Let Go and Let God. You'll find me every week right here on this podcast channel. Reach out to Jesus this week and pray. Talk to him now and talk to him like he is your best friend. There's nothing you can't tell him and he does listen. Get to church and start building a relationship with the Lord. Have a blessed week and I look forward to seeing you all next week right here on Let Go and Let God. Let go and let God show us the way.